Second down and three from the Ram. 22 ball on the far right hash and their red uniforms going right to left as we see them. And now Sinagra is changing the play at the line of scrimmage. 12 on the play clock. Barking out the cadence, takes the shotgun snap, looking to his left, throwing the corner route in the end zone for Sindani. He's got it for the touchdown. Richard Sindani, the former Ram. How do you like that one? Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. And thanks for checking out the podcast. Coming to you live from the Regina Sports Performance Center studios. Get to the next level. Join today at reginasports.ca. Our podcast also brought to you by Face First Medical Aesthetics in Regina. I just got my tear troughs done and man, what a difference that makes. Beat back father time in a naturally looking way with Crescinda at Face First Medical Aesthetics above Gabbles on Dooney Avenue in Regina. Mark Greshner Photography. Check out his awesome work at markgreshner.com. Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina. Get in the real estate game with the three-time Grey Cup champ, 306-502-5355. Doubles at Ag Sales in Weyburn. Give Corey Zadorozniak a call, 306-842-2406 for grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance. Hammer Time Roofing in Saskatoon. Tired of your shingles blowing off? Give Hammer Time Roofing a call. Saskatoon's only certainteed five-star roofing contractor that is backed by a true manufacturer's warranty. Call 306 306- 262 Roof. AGT Foods, one of the largest suppliers of value-added pulses, staple foods, and food ingredients in the world. A great Saskatchewan success story. And this podcast also brought to you by Riders punter John Ryan and the Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation. Time now to head out in the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline and speak with our first guest, Mike Beaudry, quarterback of the Idaho Vandals and a Regina product, too. And Mike Beaudry joining us here from the uh, Idaho Vandals. How are you today, Mike? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. Now, is it Mike or Michael? Oh, it's Mike. My uh, my parents call me Michael. Yeah, so they called you because my name is uh, Michael, too. Nobody calls me. Nobody calls me Mike. They all call me Michael, but my mom really called me Michael when she was mad at me. How about you? Right, yeah, I'm in, a, in the same boat, you know. Yeah. Uh, she'll call me Michael most of the time, but it's just the tone she uses, so that, that, I'm used to it. That's right. So what? So so, give me an example of how you ticked your mom off back when you were growing up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know. It's probably, you know, I'm, I'm always a pretty good kid. I can't say I got in trouble a lot, but it's, it's probably had something to do with putting my clothes away or doing the dishes because I'm still not very good at that, so. Okay. Um, I'd assume it was the same back then. Yeah, I'm not great either. In fact, my dishwasher just broke. And I'll tell you what, when your dishwasher breaks, that sure messes with your diet. You don't feel like making that many uh, meals or big meals because you, you're going to use a lot of dishes, and that requires hand washing. I hate it. Right, yeah. So McDonald's just sees us a lot. <laughs> well, for you, because you got a fast metabolism, not me anymore, in my 40s. Okay, let's get to talking some real stuff here. So just tell the people listening here how your journey went from Regina, Saskatchewan, to the United States to where you are today. If you can give us a Coles Notes version. Yeah, well, uh, you know, my parents always had that goal. My dad uh, always wanted to live in Florida. Uh, so he worked, he worked really hard his whole entire life, and we finally... 
finally got to do that through my grandfather. So we moved uh, to Orlando, and uh, ever since then we we've lived there. And uh, you know, I went to middle school there, high school, uh, and then off to college. So I went to to college in Pensacola. Um, I graduated from the University of West Florida with a psychology degree in four years. Uh, I grad transferred to UConn uh, to play football, and then uh, ended up transferring one more time to the University of Idaho to continue uh, playing and, and do my master's degree. So, Mike, you uh, you moved about grade four or after grade four. What elementary school did you go to here in the Queen City? I went to Argyle Elementary. Um, you know, I was there for there for a few years. I have some really good memories, but you know. It was a good time. What's your What's the one thing you remember about that school, or maybe Regina in general? <laughs> oh man, I, you know the funny thing about school is I remember the playground. Uh, <laughs> that was always the best time. You know, I, I, but right before I left, they got a new playground. They had some new things on it. There's There's always two trees out in the field. And we play soccer, and the two trees are one of the goals, and then one of the fence was the other goal. And that was always like my favorite thing to do uh, with that school. That's awesome. Did you grow up wanting to be a football player? I did, yeah. I, I mean, grew up watching the Riders, I guess, as everyone does in Regina, you know. And um, that was always my goal was to play in the to play for the Rough Riders. And you know, before I even watched the NFL or anything else, I didn't know anything about American college football or the NFL. I knew nothing. It was always the Rough Riders. So that was always my first dream, and um, it just kind of grew from there. Mm-hmm. So, who's your favorite Rough Rider before you moved on? <laughs> I remember watching Darian Durant a lot. I mean, he was uh, mm-hmm. he was one of my favorite players to ever play for them, and. And Kevin Glenn as well. I mean, both of those guys were, you know, I looked up to them a lot. You could do well to follow in their footsteps. Glenn played forever, almost every team, and Darian Durant goes down in history as leading the Riderside Great Cup Championship in 2013. As you moved along and you went to the United States, did you try to emulate your game after any NFL guy or, or any NFL quarterback like that? Um, I, I don't know. I think uh, I just appreciate all the, all the guys that play professional. You know, I think they all bring something different to the table, like, you know, Tom Brady is probably my all-time favorite player. Um, just really his competitiveness and how he handles the game and approaches it. I mean, I I just really admire that about him. And um, But then there's other players, too, like Josh Allen. I think uh, I really love Josh Allen. He's a great player. You know, Lamar Jackson does his own things. I wouldn't say I'm like him, but I appreciate what he does. You know, Patrick Mahomes is the same way. So I feel like everybody, I mean, when you're a professional quarterback, you're, you're good at what you do. So uh, everyone brings something to the table. So, Mike, um... Just describe for our listeners your style. Are you a pocket passer? Can you scramble if you have to? I always said, like Ricky Ray here in the CFL, if he has to run and get a first down, he can use his legs kind of like Gumby to move the chains. Describe yourself to us here. Yeah, I would, you know, traditionally I would say I'm a pocket passer, but I think I do a very good job at at moving the chains when I need to and running the ball. I think I'm faster than a lot of people think. Um, I'm a big guy, so I can take take the contact, take the hits. I'm not worried about that. Um, you know, passing is always my my uh, my first priority, but I think when it comes down to it, I can I can be an athlete and make something happen. So, what's your favorite thing about being a quarterback? Oh man, probably touching the ball every play. Yeah, I that's think, cool. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it, and you know, it's it's funny because I always say the quarterback gets too much credit and they get too much blame, and I think that just comes with the the nature of the position. I love it. I mean, you get you you're some pressure. You know, uh, you just have the ball in your hands every play, so you got it all goes through you. You got to be on on top of everything. So sorry, uh, I love that about that. Not a very good interviewer. I apologize. What was what was your what was your first degree in again? Oh, psychology. Okay, so how much of that degree? That's what I thought you said. How much of that degree and that mentality can you use on the field as a quarterback? Dealing with guys. For instance, I'm a receiver and I want the ball, and you're not throwing me the damn ball, Baudry. Give me the ball. I want the damn ball. How do you use that psych degree to kind of calm things down in the huddle because there's only one football to go around? 
Yeah. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it applies as much with that. I, I think, you know, I think the psychology degree kind of led me into looking into other things like sports psychology. I mean, I, I read a lot of books about that and uh, my dad's really into that also. So we kind of, you know, get a lot of articles and books that kind of, uh, spark my interest and so I read things through that I don't know how much the psychology degree like directly translated but I think it kind of broadened my interest into into some other areas that would kind of help me in those situations but it does help you with the hardened mentality because quarterback is the most uh challenging position in North American professional sports or no- North American collegiate sports I really believe because you're not just in charge of yourself in your case you're in charge of you and 10 other guys and you got to watch 11 other guys on the other side of the ball and you got to do it like that like bang 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 it's it's unbelievable so how much has that helped you with that hardened mentality because Ron Linecaster the old great rough rider used to say this don't worry about it don't worry about throwing that next interception because when you throw the ball there's no string you can't get it back do you have that mentality yeah I think so I mean you have to you know you have to it's it's such a fast game and I mean you got to know that the people on the other side of the ball are I mean in my case they're on scholarship too you know and then when they're professional they're also professionals they're getting paid to play that game as well so they're going to make good plays you know you can't you can't get hung up on those things and you know, the second you start worrying about about the little things like that, it's when you stop playing, you know, stop doing the things that got you to where you are. So you, you can't really worry about it. That's the beauty of the game. You know, it's, it's the whole thing is ups and downs. And it's 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 not how you respond to the good things because that's easy, but it's always how you respond to the adversity, to the negative things. That's what makes you a good player. Yeah, that's a very good point, Mike Beaudry, and that sounds like something a, a leader would do and a quarterback would say. So what's your best attribute as a quarterback? We talk about running, moving the chains, Mike. We talk about you're a big guy, you like to throw the ball. What do you think is your best attribute? Is it physical or is it mental even? I would say it's mental. Uh, I work so hard at, at mentally preparing for for games and studying the game and and watching people. And I, that's like I, that's what I truly love about about football, you know, because every every team does something different, but it's all the same in a way. You know, they might do something a little differently, but at the end of the day, it's all you're playing football, so it can't be too much different. But it's just fun uh, studying and knowing what they're going to do before they even do it. And then so sometimes you just you think they're going to do something, they don't do it, and then that's when it becomes just reacting. So. Uh, that's my favorite part of the game. I think I'm the best at that. You know, I had to work really hard physically to be able to gain skills and stuff. And as I wouldn't say, I was the most, you know, naturally gifted athlete when I was younger and stuff. And it was just a lot of work to get to where I'm at. But I, you know, also take pride in that. When did you, uh, when did you figure, hey, I can be a D1 quarterback? Like I can do this. Was there, a, was there a certain game? Was there a certain thing that happened to you where you thought Mike Beaudry can do this? Yeah, I don't, you know. I don't know. I, my first school I played at was a Division two school, and uh, you know that was awesome. That was my, you know, one of my only scholarship offers was to go there. And uh, you know, I, I give them all the credit in the world. I mean, they believed in me and gave me the chance. And you know, that's, you know, that was the beginning of everything for me. And uh, you know, I, when I played there, and that was really my one of my first times ever playing quarterback. I played for about two years in high school, but didn't play as much. And you know, and so that was one of my first chances to really play a full season. And we ended up going to the national championship. And you know, that's kind of when I realized, I was like, man, like, you know, I'm I'm a pretty good player. Like, I can do this. And then, you know, things just kind of happened and, you know, injury came up and stuff. And then I had the opportunity to graduate and transfer. And I was just like, you know, just shoot your shot while you can. You know, you only have so many years to play football. Mm-hmm. And I really believe in myself. The people that I care about believe in me. So, you know, might as well just go for it. So that's when I took my chance. Uh, you guys are playing spring ball, I think, right now. How's it going with the uh, University of Idaho Vandals? It's great. It's uh, you know, we're just happy to play. Yeah. It really, I mean, losing the the fall season sucked, and 
you know, at that point, that's when you kind of realize that, you know, football's not guaranteed. And, you know, uh, especially in, in the world, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, the last thing I'd ever think was that we would lose a season because of a, you know, a, a global thing. So um, it's just, you know, it's, it's just awesome now that we can play in the spring and people are working really hard to be able to allow us to do that. And, you know, I'm just grateful every day that we go out there now, knowing that we're able to play. Yeah, no kidding. It's uh, it's been tough on uh, you know, it's been tough on the youth. It's tough in general, but it's really been tough on young people in all sports and all walks of life. Uh, you know, we, sometimes we think, oh, well, the young people they'll handle it, but it, it's tough, especially when you're a student athlete. I don't, unless you've got a kid going through this or you're going through this yourself, I don't think you realize just on a daily basis what a grind it is to be a student athlete. It's full-time jobs, two full-time jobs. Right. No, I agree. It's um, it's tough, and I think some people handle it, you know, really well, and some people struggle a little bit. And I think uh, it's part of a growing process. And I think you see it often with like younger younger people that just just first get into college, and it really takes a mature person to be able to do it. And um, you know, so I have a lot of respect for a lot of these guys. I see a lot of these freshmen that come in and really handle it well and do a great job. And I think it only makes you better in the end. You know, uh, these guys have to go to practice. They have to do classes. And me. For me right now, all my classes are online and everything, so I can't even say that like my life is really hard because I, you know, I'm online and I go to practice and we're good. So mm-hmm. a lot of these freshmen though are going to class and they have to go to study hall and they have to do all these things. So they're, you know, they're doing such a great job and it, it really makes them a mature person and you know it's, it's good for them to grow. Mike Baudry, last question for you, my friend. What are your aspirations going forward, like in terms of professional football? Do you have those aspirations? Hundred percent. Yeah, I want to play professional so bad you know it's, it's been my goal ever since I was since I was growing up in Regina and watching you know watching those guys play and um you know I've just always wanted to, to play in the CFL I wanted to play in the NFL and you know honestly I don't you know I don't really care where I play I want to I just want to play and I love the game and uh, I feel like I've worked so hard you know people have sacrificed so much for me uh to be able to get these opportunities so uh now it's just a time of, of proving people right and um just representing you know the people I love and you know, people that support me. Okay, I'm going to, you know what, I got you here, and I got a, the big star, Mike Baudry, so I'm going to try to squeeze two more questions in here if I can. In terms of uh, the CFL, you talked about growing up and wanting to play for the Rough Riders. How about the whole Canadian quarterback thing? I know you probably have heard about it. We haven't had a star Canadian quarterback since the 60s when Russ Jackson was the quarterback. Now we've got Mike O'Connor, who's with the Stampeders. Nathan Rourke uh, got picked up by the BC Lions. That's that's kind of got to be something that might fuel a, a young guy's fire like yourself to maybe have a chance to be that star Canadian quarterback. Can you imagine Mike Baudry, quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be awesome. Uh, you know, it's hard to it's hard to think about because it's it it seems so you know so surreal. It's, it's always been so far away in my life, and it really it really isn't. But it always feels that way. You know, being uh, a quarterback for Saskatchewan Rough Riders, it's you know now it's so close. It's right there, mm-hmm. and um, just to think about it is is nuts. And I uh, you know it would be so cool to follow in in those guys' footsteps, and, uh, you know, I give them credit. I mean, they've, they've worked hard to get to where they are as well, you know, Nathan Rourke, and, and they've done a good job, and they're just opening the door for future players, so that's uh, really cool. Hey, Mike, have you uh, ever been back to Regina since you left? Have you seen our new stadium? Do you know what's going on here with Ryder Nation because it's a real cult following here? Yeah, I went, uh, I went, I went back uh, not long after we left, but I really haven't been back in, in a long time. It's, it's funny because most, most of my family up there wants to come to Orlando, to visit and go to Disney and stuff. So that's usually that's usually when I see them. I don't really get to go back as much. But 
Uh, every time I went back, I'd always catch a game, but I haven't seen the new stadium yet, and uh, I'd love to. Hopefully, you know, I'm really close now being in Idaho. I'm, I'm not too far, so hopefully once this whole situation gets settled with the, you know, with the COVID and everything, I'll be able to make a trip. What's your number? What's your favorite number? <laughs> what do you wear? I wear five. Five. Okay, yeah, it'd be awesome to see. A, uh, I'm just trying to think who's got five now. My, Mike Beaudry, number five jersey, selling at the Ryder store. That would be a cool story. I'm hoping we could see it. And lastly, do you have advice for the young, maybe quarterback, young football player listening to this podcast and this show? Yeah, just, you know, just keep grinding. You know, I think the, the beauty of sports is that not everything goes your way. You know, not everything is easy. Um not everything is going to be, you know, just, just how it's supposed to be written out. You know, it's, it's not how it is. There's going to be tough times, adversity, but it's embracing that adversity and just loving it and pushing through it. And that's what, that's what makes the best players. That's what makes the best people. So, you know, every time you feel that little bit of adversity or that challenge, just know you're getting better and know you're moving in the right direction. Awesome words, Mike. I really appreciate it. Look forward to the continuation of your career. Good luck in the rest of spring ball, okay, my friend? Awesome. Thank you. Ten bits from around the world. Well, the pandemic may mean the end of the kiss cam at sporting events. After all, it's hard to kiss with a mask on, and everyone's now in the business of trying to get people to not swap droplets. Here's one alternative, and a stupid one at that. The Milwaukee Bucks of the NBA recently replaced it with the hand sanitizer cam, which looks like it's spraying people with sanitizer or something else, if you know what I mean. Bound chicka bound bound. Russell Wilson may end up in Chicago, leaving the Seahawks for the Bears. Wow, everyone in Seattle really is high. Aaron Rodgers' fatherhood will be his next great challenge. I don't think he should take on a new challenge until he adequately explains that cheesy porn stash. Bound chicka bound bound. And Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks are reportedly negotiating a new contract that could see him play for several more years. Based on that inebriated Brady stumbling off the boat celebrating the Super Bowl, the Bucks insist that negotiations with Tom only happen during happy hour. And lastly, Wayne Gretzky delivered the eulogy at his father's funeral this past weekend. In my opinion, we don't hear from Wayne Gretzky enough anymore. By the way, I love the kids outside the church sending Walter off in fine style with that stick tap. That was a nice touch. And just before we wrap up Growing the Game with Ballsy, live here from the Regina Sports Performance Center studios, it's time once again to head out in the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Check out the great gang in Saskatoon at Hammer Time Roofing by giving them a call, 306-262-ROOF. All right, time to head out in the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline and speak with one of our other sponsors. That would be Mirad El-Khatib. Now he wears a couple hats in the business world. You know him from AGT Foods. He's also heavily involved in the football community, uh, heading up the Thunder program for one how are you today my friend i'm good thanks michael yeah thanks for uh, coming on here for a couple of quick seconds i know you're busy talk about this online auction that the thunder have going on well you, you know michael uh, every year is a part of our dinner of champions which you know in 2020 we had to you know cancel as a result of covid we have a you know very successful uh, uh, auction uh, you know the silent auction and so you know with kind of an outpouring of support from the corporate community and, uh, you know, a desire to continue to help the Thunder program, we decided to, to do an online silent auction. So we're going to launch that here on the 15th of uh, March. So, you know, pretty exciting initiative for us. A lot of different, uh, I know various times you have like, uh, you know, I've been to so many of these dinners. There are golf trips, there are sporting experiences. Is it along those lines, Mirad? Yeah, you know what we're doing is we're, we're focusing on, 
you know, what I would call experience packages. So, you know, again, uh, you know, we had an opportunity where, you know, we want to support our program, but we also want to continue, you know, what we've seen in this province, which is a rallying of the community around community causes. So, you know, strong focus on local businesses in Saskatchewan, and we built out some packages, you know, like a, you know, picnic package with, you know, all the, the, the trimmings from our, you know, friends at the Italian Star Deli and picnic baskets mm. and, and, you know, there's uh, Thunder, uh, you know, Man Cave packages. And, and uh, you know, Labatt's uh, threw our way an incredible Super Bowl ticket uh, picturegram, which is, you know, an incredible one that I know is going to attract a lot of attention. So lots of different things. You know, autographed uh, Ray Lewis helmet, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell and uh, Ricky Ray merchandise autographed. Mm. So we got, uh, you know, support from across the CFL for junior football. Exciting opportunity to support our athletes. No, you're a guy. I'll get to how they can support in a second, but you're a guy that always looks as the glasses is half full. Has that been one of the silver linings in all of this to see how the community rallies around each other? You, you for businesses and putting these packages together and these businesses for your football team. Well, you know, listen. I mean, that's the uh, the Saskatchewan way, and uh, you know what we see is, you know, in times of uh, of a need for resiliency. I mean, communities. No one, Michael, said we can't support you because we're struggling in our business. When people hear, you know, the philosophy of of student-athletes, scholarships, community involvement, and professional development for our players and our coaches, we have nothing but support coming our way. And, you know, that's a humbling thing for us to be able to feel that we're that important to the community, you know, going forward. And, And I love it. And that was one of the things that I missed about 2020. A lot of things, but uh, it was the dinner that we always have uh, and that I get to be a part of. So hopefully we can get back to that here, uh, back to that here very, very soon. Uh, quickly, before we get details on this auction, Mirad, uh, you know, as a guy in charge here, how, how confident are you that we'll be playing this summer and into the fall? And how critical is it that we're playing this year for you guys? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I sit at the uh, uh, PFC uh, board table, and I'm quite involved at the CJFL level now. And, you know, I can tell you that, uh, you know, we're looking at, you know, plans and contingency plans for a, you know, full season schedule that will uh, commence in uh, early August. And then we do have a uh, contingency schedule, you know, that might be a shortened season depending on what we need. But one of the things with the PFC is as long as we can maintain safety and the pace of that immunization, uh, you know, continues to, roll along by June and July, you know, we think that we're going to have a good opportunity even with uh, streaming and online watching of our games to still have a, a, a successful season. So, you know, the franchises in the PFC are very healthy and uh, we've enjoyed great uh, corporate support and support from the foundations, like the Riders Foundation has continued to give us a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm optimistic, Michael, we're going to see football on the field. You know, I'm optimistic we're going to uh, award a, a PFC uh, champion, and I'm optimistic we're going to have a Canada Bowl this year. And junior football, you know, again, has an opportunity to up our brand and to continue to deliver a product that, uh, you know, people who are football-starved are going to want to watch. Yeah, and, and I'm happy to see that uh, the uh, Junior Football League now is under the Football Canada umbrella so we can get everybody working together. I think that's key, pulling on the same rope. Absolutely. Uh, you know, again, uh, the collaboration, uh, you know, within the the uh, the junior football ranks now, even our collaboration with Ontario and BC, you know, it's been great. Uh, there's not an adversarial, you know, uh, bone at the bo- at the table uh, now, and that's exciting. 
That's awesome. Okay, so if they want to get involved in this online auction to support your football team, when does it start and how do they get involved? Yeah, so we're going to actually be starting uh, March the 15th at 10 a.m. And the bidding is going to continue until 8.30 p.m. on March the 19th. And I'm going to encourage people to go to www.32auctions.com slash Regina Thunder. And if you go to the Regina Thunder Facebook page, there'll be prominent, uh, you know, uh, ways in which you can get there. So, you know, get your your uh, your bid. You know, it's going to be some cool stuff, a Rob, Rob Bag autographed jerseys. Wow. You know, explore Saskatchewan package, a home reno starters kit, you know, with $2,000 gift card from Freeze Tom and Lumber. You know, all these things donated by great businesses. And don't forget about that Ray Lewis autographed Baltimore Ravens uh, helmet with a certificate of authenticity. So, that one's going to be a hot item. Yeah, so Murad, if if they pay extra, would, uh, would uh, El Khatib come over with his tool belt on for a little bit? Maybe, uh, definitely. <laughs> as long as there's a... There's a uh, a beer from Pile of Bones Brewing and Labatt's and and uh, those that we uh, bought in the auction. I'll be bringing it over. Thanks, Murad. I appreciate all you do, not only for football, but in business community and, and even this podcast. Thank you, Murad. Thanks, Michael. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.